listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV, Desperate Housewives edition. Tonight's host is Roxy Stryer. Joining Roxy will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Sarah Stratton, Jennifer Rouleau, and Phil Svitek. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347 855 8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Roxy Stryer! Welcome to AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives, Season 7, Episode 8. I'm Roxy here with my fellow DH fans to break down everything from tonight's episode. In our special segment, we'll discuss how sex makes people stupid. Plus, we'll get you all your DH news and gossip and hear from other fans, too. But before we get into it, Jen, give us a quick stroll down Mysteria Lane, please. Hi, guys. In this episode, we learned more about the complicated relationship between Beth and her mother, Felicia Tillman. Beth tries to find out more about her Aunt Martha's murder, but she's beginning to fall in love with Paul. Gabby and Carlos continue to bond with Grace, but things go horribly wrong when we find out Hector and Carmen are legal immigrants. Lynette faces a big trial while trying to teach her baby to self-soothe, but the problem is with Susan, not with the baby. Bree and Keith continue to enjoy each other's company, but Keith's parents aren't exactly making things easy. But Keith seems ready to pop the big question. Okay, I want to leave that for the Towards the end, I want to talk about Beth and Paul first. How, at what point is a woman supposed to go against her mom and lean towards her husband? It's a tough, tough question. It's tough, but I feel like in normal relationships, you kind of balance each other out and obviously work best and like your parents get along. But I mean, this isn't a normal relationship. I know, in an ideal she was world. She sitting in there thinking he's a murderer. Come on, you can't and they're both fall in love with crazy. Him. I think that's what the biggest thing that was revealed in this episode. Paul and, Paul and, and Felicia. Felicia. They're both crazy, and they're both using poor Beth to get what they want. But you know what's weird? We didn't see Paul being so much crazy this episode. Very true. It was very easy for me to forget that he was crazy, yeah. and I even turned to you guys at one point, and I was like, wait, he, he did kill her, right? And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, it seems like Felicia's the only crazy person, and if I was Beth, I'd be so confused. She was saying, I mean, who knows how true the story is. But that her father left when she was young, and it was just her and her mom. Right. You grow up with one person your entire life, and now all of a sudden, it's like her whole world has been flipped around. Yeah, and she's been fed all this information about Paul for so many years. Right. And now she's starting to think maybe she was misled. Exactly. And, and who do you believe in that situation? I don't know. It, it seems a little unrealistic that so quickly she would go to believe Paul and listen to him saying that her mom's crazy. I mean, if somebody... But I think she's, I mean, it, she's starting a rebellion in some sense, you right. know. I mean, it, like you said, she's only had her mom, and so now this is a different opinion. And, and it's 
kind of it, it is different than what her mom is feeding her, in the sense that she, you know, there's nothing for her to believe what her mom has fed her right. thus far. And you know, the big thing being that yes, sex for her was kind of enjoyable, which she's obviously been. As it should be for most yes. people. but she was told her whole life that she would hate it. Yeah, exactly. That would be you know whatever. That'd be right. awful. And, right, and another good point that you're just making there is like when um, in the episode we see that. He turned, Paul turns to Beth and says, she's crazy. I mean, what kind of a woman cuts off her own two fingers to frame a murder? And you see Beth kind of sit there and she goes, oh, that's a good point. Right. You know, it's like finally she's realizing, you know, somebody could call my mom crazy, whatever, but I know. I'm like, no, she's not crazy. But if you throw facts at me, if you say this is why she's crazy, she made up this lie, she tried to frame me for this, she cut off her fingers, and obviously Paul has no idea that this is her mother, so it, it's easy for her to start thinking about it. And at the end of the day, Felicia's the one in jail. Paul's, you know, a free man, so yeah, that'd be hard. And, oh, my God, the display that she had at the jail, at the prison cell, when she freaked out and got Crazy. pulled away. Like, the more she acts like that, of course, of course Beth is going to think she's not. But... Serial killers and crazy people are always like the guy next door that we don't suspect. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, and you know, maybe, so true. yeah, maybe Felicia is being crazy because she's so worried about her daughter and she knows that her daughter is sleeping in bed every night with a man that is a killer. It's true, but I don't know why I wasn't freaked out by him this episode. I wasn't either, but that's what he's, he's so smart. That's what they're trying to do. Yep. Exactly. That. He's so the smart. The show, the character, but that's scary to me. It's mm-hmm. like, who is this man who seemingly is normal? Yeah. But, I mean, in some sense, I mean, he, yeah, he, want, he has an agenda for all the other women of Wisteria Lane, but not necessarily Beth. Yeah, that's another good point. You know what? He's never tried to harm her. Yeah. I mean, and the only thing he's tried is to get laid. Get laid, yeah. And, which is normal and now that he also thinks that Beth's only there for him, what happens when he finds out that she's not? Is oh. he going to kill her? Oh, yeah. She, I hadn't even thought about that. He'll she's probably, probably scared. Her mom goes, I need you to leave. And she goes, Mom, I, I can't. Yeah, he would kill her. Or something really bad. Yeah. Because in her mind, either he is a murderer or he's not. So take the two cases. If he is a murderer and she leaves him, she's dead. Yeah. If he isn't and she leaves him, she's an idiot and yeah. she's alone. Right. So why, why would she listen to somebody who's in prison and probably, what is she? She probably has close to a life sentence. Yeah. Beth is in a sticky situation here, that's for sure. I know. And I mean, I mean, Beth doesn't strike me as the type of person, too, that can take care of herself on her own. Yeah. You know, I mean, she, she, she's a great cook and whatnot, you know, in that regard. But uh, financially, I don't think she's, she's all there. Yeah, she just seems like a little country girl, you know. Yeah. She, needs, she needs her mom, and now she needs her husband. She needs somebody to support her. Right. Now, but speaking of sticky situations and secrets from the past, we've got Tom and Renee. Up to no good. I don't know how this one's going to all fold out, but, you know, I really kind of enjoyed that flirtatious side of Tom that we Me haven't too. seen in a, lot, yeah. a long time. You know, you see a more sexual side to him, which mm-hmm. we don't see with him very often. He's very stern with her, or she's very stern with him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> very serious relationship. Um, I just bring this up all the time. They have a lot of baggage, a lot of bad things that happen. And we kind of got to see Tom... Loosen his tie a little bit. Yeah, like, I kind of felt like we were seeing Tom's moves that he used in college, you know, when yeah. he was, like, the twins' age. 
Because he was just being all, he was like being Mr. Cool, you know? He was totally making her come to him. Uh-huh. I know, I know exactly what you mean, but I don't know. I don't know if I want that to go any further. I don't. I'll be I so don't. disappointed I, I feel so bad for Lynette. I do, like, too. My heart just got her yeah. too much. Especially does, not, I mean, they got a business now together, her yeah. and Renee. She just, she's a baby. I mean, yeah. That's her best that's friend true. and her husband, ouch. I'm not, I'm not saying I want anything to actually happen, but. I like watching the flirty side of Tom. Yeah, I do too. I know that sounds like very devilish, but I'm, I'm serious. It's a, a nice thing to see. And I don't know. I don't know whether Renee, she was saying, she said straight up, I'm, I'm not trying to flirt with you. I'm not hitting on you. But she was but clearly she flirting is. with him and clearly hitting on him. Yeah. Or did I miss something no, there? No, completely. I mean, I would be furious if I had found out that, okay, all right, so my boyfriend goes over to my, or my husband. It's not even a boyfriend. Yeah. My husband, husband goes over. Husband of five kids. Yeah. It goes over to my best friend's house. My best friend opens the door in a towel. Fine. That could be an accident. Sure. But then he goes in, and then he's there for, what, 10, 15 minutes? I would have some questions. And remember when he said, she said, oh, you probably don't remember. And he said, blue towel, white stripes. He remembers. He remembers. Does he still, do we think he still thinks about this all the time? (laughs) I said glory days. Glory glory days. Glory days. That was his peak. That well, there's always time. that one that got away, you know, or like that one. And that's the sense I got from this episode. Yeah, me too. When she was like, I went for the wrong kind of guy, and he kind of looks at her, and she was like, I could have had anybody I wanted. And I was thinking, he's thinking, yeah, and you wanted me, and you had me, and I wanted you, but you wouldn't take me. Like, yeah, I got that feeling. Of, you like, got that feeling? Completely. Me too. But she was, like, telling him, oh, I should have chosen you. That's yeah. what I was feeling. So now we just need to find out if Tom wishes he had chosen her. Which I – just from his facial expressions, not from his words, not from any – I kind of feel like he feels that he should have gone back. I mean, it's hard to take a look at the past 20, 30, whatever years of your life, see all these kids, see your wife, see her – you know, she's growing up. She, she doesn't care about her looks as much anymore. Yeah, it's true. And then look at what you could have had. Right. And now she's living across the street from you. Mm, and, and your wife's best friend. Yeah. It, it, it can't go much further than that, but somehow we, we obviously know that Lynette's going to find out Lynette's somewhere find or another. Out somewhere or another. Absolutely. I don't think anytime soon, so no predictions there yet for me, but somewhere or another she's going to find out. Big blow up. Somebody's gonna have to leave the street. Yep. Goodbye with Siri Lane for somebody. Somebody's gotta exit. Well, speaking of Lynette, right there between Lynette and Susan, that was very touching today. Very touching moment. It's hard. Two different parenting styles. I feel like Lynette's parenting has been under fire this season. Yeah. Like every yeah. every episode, there's something that she did wrong. Like you know, she left the baby with Paige too long, and now and then she you know messed up with. Tom's mom, oh, and, yeah. like, she just can't, I don't know, I feel like maybe they're being a little too harsh on her. Her kids seem to turn out okay. Exactly, and everybody has different parenting methods, and as long as, I mean, it would be different if it was her first baby, and somebody was giving her advice, but it's the woman's fifth child, you know, obviously she knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. just let her do it. But, there, I mean, there's some people have, like, I mean, you can't deny that there's people, like, 12 kids, and you're like, oh, my God. True. No. And like, how could they like? How can they possibly be on so on top of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, granted, there are families that probably you know have that are large families and are great. I've met them. Uh, I come from one. Me too. Well, all right. Speak to that. 
Well, I mean, mine's kind of a different situation. Mine's my mother. My mom's one of 16 kids, actually, and they're all wow. single birth. So my grandma was pregnant for, like, 20 years straight. Um, single birth? Oh, my gosh. 16? Wow. Yeah. So just whatever year. Kept it going. That's crazy. But um, I think you get to a point where you kind of let your kids start taking care of the kids. Yeah, the older ones raise like, the younger ones. I, my mom's, like, the oldest, and she took care of, like, half the younger ones and, like, it's just kind of the way it goes, and everyone turns out fine. It's not really a well, hopefully. Well, yeah. I guess I'm talking about the rare cases, which are, you know, not in Lynette, Lynette's case. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I think Lynette deserves credits. I think she's doing fine. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's she's not doing too bad. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, she's the only one who hasn't had a kid who dropped out, ran away, right. got ran over some of the car. Yeah. Got yeah. Like, it seems like they're all doing okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Susan, MJ's great, too. Susan, Susan's a great parent, I think. Yeah. But meanwhile, she is the one who is just doing well, pornography. Yeah, and, right. And she's trying to tell Lynette how to do her job. And Lynette knows about the, I wouldn't Bob, even Bob, call that. Bob, 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 <laughs> Well, and what's upsetting is Lynette was so understanding. I mean, at first, Lynette was like, what are you doing? You can't do this. But then remember they had that really nice moment? And Lynette was like, I'm not judging you. You had you you know, you had to do what you had to do to put food on the table. And then Susan can come into Lynette's home and judge her for making her baby cry. But you know it's, it's hard though because Lynette was coming to Susan well Susan went to Lynette as a friend. Right. And now Susan is Lynette's baby. Employee. She's yeah. an employee. So on the one hand, it's like from one friend to another, you can't tell somebody how to do their job. But Susan hired her to do this job. Yeah. And and you, when you're hired to do a job, it's because the person who hired you thinks you're going to be able to do that job. Right. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it is Lynette who's taking care of the baby at night, but for the majority of the day, it's Susan who has to deal with that. Yeah, but I think that when Lynette turned to Susan and said, listen, it's your job, she was like, I love you, but it's your job and you need to do it my way. I thought that that was a good moment because it's true. If you go into somebody's house, like you just said, Lynette is the one who takes care of the baby at night. So when Susan leaves, it's Lynette. And if Susan messes up the baby's schedule, that's, you know, what Lynette has to deal with. Yeah. And you're hired to do something, and honestly, it's not your choice. Like, yeah. if you can't deal with it, you don't work there. Right. Like, so was that, was that, I'm quitting, I'm done, and we don't think that we're going to see that again? I don't think that she should be working for I, I just don't think it's working it's out. Such a but I think she's going to continue to, just because there was that frame at the end of um, Susan holding, oh, the, yeah, baby. holding the baby. That's right. That's true. We can talk later in predictions about that. But just speaking to the friends working, not with friends, but for friends. Yeah, that's a hard situation. It's tough because somebody either quits or gets fired. We yep. know that Susan's not going to work there forever. That's hard. That's really difficult. I don't know. I don't know where that one's going to go. Like how I don't know where Bree and Keith are going to go now. Ooh. You know what? Thanksgiving is a very rough time of the year yeah. for a lot of people. But something you don't expect is for your boyfriend's parents to get divorced at the dinner table decide they're getting divorced. Horrible. Horrible. Especially when he was thinking about proposing. I, I don't know who I sympathize with the most there. I mean, poor Bree. First of all, she's got uh, the two people who show up that she didn't really invite. Yeah. Then she's got to deal with her new boyfriend, who's way younger, and his parents, one of which completely tore her to shreds over the dinner before. And then she makes this 
beautiful dinner, and they're fighting the entire time. Inappropriate. I mean, I've completely had awkward family dinners in my time, but at some point, you just have to put it aside. Deal you know, with your shit later. Yeah, yeah, take a time out, go do whatever you have to do in the other room, come back, and act like grown-ups. See, I feel like, I mean, that's almost like the classic, like in any family, everything uh, shit hits the fan at these family yeah, gatherings. Yeah, family like, gatherings. You know? Why people don't have family dinner anymore. I know, it's true. Who wants to have family dinner when everybody's in tears? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding, though. Like, when I, when I was younger, we used to have family dinner, and my little sister, we always still to this day make fun of her, we would pick on her because she didn't eat, and she finally ran out crying and ran back in with a sign that said, my family hates me. She meant hate for <laughs> And so now anytime she's about to, like, anytime we're at dinner and somebody gets mad, they're like, hey, hey, your family doesn't hat you. They don't <laughs> hat you. But it's true. Like, anytime we're in, when we're just hanging out and there's no pressure of sitting down at dinner for this amount of time. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you call it dinner, you call it a date, and we all are, we go crazy. It's just horrible. And then... If the worst situation is when you have to witness the fight of somebody's family that's not oh, your it's own. Oh, it's just so awkward. So awkward. <laughs> it's the worst. You know, especially Brie, because Brie is somebody who really prides herself on holding things in. Right. And, and etiquette. And etiquette. And, you know, we've, we've even seen Brie at points go out to dinner with somebody, leave, run to the bathroom, cry, wipe her tears, and, and come, come back. back out. Because that's the kind of person she is. That's how she was raised. That's how she acts with her friends. And now... It's not just two random people who are doing this. It's uh, maybe her future parents. Her in-laws. Her in-laws, yeah. exactly. <laughs> her parents. Her, her in-laws. <laughs> I don't even know if she's thinking about that, but it's like you look at these people, and when you look at who your your potential husband could be, you're supposed to look at his parents and yeah. see how he's going to turn out. And now she's got this creepy father. Oh, so creepy. Yeah, and I knew the second he walked in and leaned on that doorpost. What is no, it we about turned to each other and men like, leaning creepy. on doorposts? It's just creepy. <laughs> I thought he was going to give her like a wink or something. I did yeah. too. I was like, oh, it's just slimy. It was gross. You almost see like the drool coming down yeah. his face. Like is that annoying? Do you guys see that move a lot? Or is yes. that just like a TV thing? No, I see that. I feel like I see that move a lot. Like, it's the lean. It's the lean. No. It's like the, yeah, it's like the owning of the space. They're like, I've cornered you. And you say, like, hey, I'm cool. Yeah. But look at me. Yeah. You know what, though? I feel like I see it, not not that I was alive before, but like in movies and stuff, I see it less now because with technology and everything going on, some people just like, we, we have this new thing on our campus called Like a Little, and when you think a girl is kind of cute, you it's likealittle.com. What? You, you go on this website, and you write, you write the hair color and like the height of the person, and you say where they are, and you say, I think you're really cute, you, would you want to come over, or something. Oh, <laughs> I feel old right now. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It's called likealittle.com. And if we're sitting, so say you're sitting in the library, and you see a hot boy across the way, you can go on to likealittle.com, because you're too nervous to approach them and write this. So uh, I, I know, it's bizarre. Alright, what, what's going on well, in the booth over that there, is Corey? Crazy. And, and the point is? And the point is, that now I feel like I see it less. So when you do see it, when a guy is ballsy enough yeah. to give you that lean or that wink or that nudge or something like that, we're so uncomfortable because we're not used to it. Right. And that's just talking about somebody that we might even like back. But somebody who's completely off limit, like our boyfriend's 
father? Gross. And how uncomfortable. I'm, I'm getting the word from Corey in the booth that there are many callers that uh, that are winking at Roxy right now. <laughs> Do they like her a little? I don't know. You should probably try not to like a little and, and write to him. About five, three, brown hair. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, who, who do we have calling in? No, no. No real callers for me. No, 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 yeah, no male callers. For <laughs> we'll let you know if anything comes up. You can just let me know. I know, but that, that that was my point. That I feel like we don't see it as much anymore. So when we do see it, it's like big warning sign. Who are you? And you have no etiquette at all. And she was totally blindsided by that too. I mean, she was so nice to them. Invited them over into her home, cooked a fabulous dinner, and then he's going to be creepy like that. Yeah, but you know what? Thinking back on it, to when they had dinner before, he loved her. He loved mm -hmm. her. He was so into her. And and you know what? His wife could have had a perfect reason for not liking Bree. And usually, you stick by your wife. He didn't know that what, what was going on. Right. But instead, he was like, "Honey, calm down." He had no idea, and he was on Bree's side. Kind of like, I feel like he might have been, he'd been like playing footsie with her at the table. Yeah, or now that I look back on it, ugh. Some gross, creepy thing going on. Gross. Okay. Well, well I mean, uh, as long as we're on this, uh, it was raised earlier that, uh, I don't know if it was raised earlier, actually, but uh, to make a point. <laughs> you're raising it now. Uh, uh, you know, your guy's pet peeve is the, uh, the, the lean, I guess. My pet peeve is that, like, I don't think anyone should ever propose on, like, a holiday or anything like that. Oh, That's me almost too. like I a cheap way. Yeah. I completely agree. Because you can't celebrate two holidays, then. It's like, I don't want to give you two It's presents. an easy way to remember. Exactly. That an easy way to remember. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely not. I've, saying, I've told my boyfriend so many times, I'm like, I would make you redo it. I would say no. I would not be happy. Because that is a cop-out. It's yeah. so annoying. That is a cop-out. You can't out. do that. You I'm cannot really glad do that. that I, yeah, that's a guy. I want to be really surprised. Me too. I want to be, well, I, I don't want to be surprised like, oh, God, no way. Right, I right. I want to be surprised like, this is the, oh, my gosh, yeah. you're amazing. Like, girls don't want to be expecting it. Like, people who get married on their, propose on Valentine's Day. Yeah, or on really? the Jumbotron at sporting events. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want as many, horrible decisions. I want as many special days in a year as I could possibly have. Exactly. exactly. And spread them out evenly, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. There, there are 365 days in a year. Yeah. I, I get at least 20 holidays. I need mile markers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously. So that, that was good. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, if you're looking for a guy who will propose to you on the right day, go to likealot.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was more advice for the guys out there. Yeah. Well, Good. we're just trying to get you a date, Bill. Yeah, Go with it. <laughs> me? Oh. Pardon me. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a good plan. Anyway, moving <laughs> on to the Gabby Carlos Grace hole ordeal right now. What oh, a disaster. A serious disaster. I feel like I said it a lot on the show because yeah. a lot of train wrecks here, but <laughs> I was not expecting that from the beginning of the storyline. I love this storyline. Really too. great. I, I was kind of iffy about it at first. I didn't know where they were going. This is devastating. Horrible. You finally you find out you have a daughter. That was your biological daughter. You decide whether to find her or not. You decide to find her. You fall in love with her. You spend so much time with her. And then she, she gets up and leaves and you don't know if you're ever going to see her again. The worst part is, is that the families have really figured out a situation, you know? They really had it together. They were going to, you know, spend holidays together, you know, treat the girls 
like they were friends. Well, or... I don't know. I saw a breaking point somewhere soon. But I, sure. get what I get what you're saying. That for the most part, things were going well. Something out. Right. And now to have this thrown at them is just horrible and devastating. And it's Gabby's fault. And it's Gabby's fault because she it's made him go. Gabby's oh, fault. yeah. You know what? I I don't like that you guys said that. It's not Gabby's fault because this guy knows what what a little pushover. Yeah. He, he knows if he gets arrested, he's screwed. He knows if he gets pulled over. What cop that pulls you over doesn't ask you for your license and registration. Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. But Gabby also shouldn't have pressured him. But you know what? She said, she's Gabby. Yeah. She goes, oh, my God, the bakery's going to close in 10 minutes. She have turned to her and said, I'm driving. No way. She would have right. like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody actually gets mad about that kind of stuff. Right. Speaking of getting pulled over, I got pulled over twice this week on, on my what? ride to Arizona for speeding. Oh, God. No the, tickets, though. Wow. Good job. How'd you do that? Like a lot. Look alike. Like, 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 like a little. Like a little. Like a little. No, like a little. Did he like you a lot? I actually, I actually wasn't driving. It was um, this boy that I may or may not be seeing, oh. Max, and um, he was, I, I think I was the pressure there. Okay, you know what? We were driving to Arizona. It's supposed to be an eight-hour drive. We left here at 4 o'clock. We hit so much traffic going I, I was in the car, and I was like, you better hit 90 the entire way. Of course, he's going 100. Cop pulls us over. We start going again. Cop pulls us over 15 minutes away from where we're going. I, I don't know where I'm going on with the story, except for the fact that everybody knows when you get pulled over, cop's going to ask, license registration. Absolutely. And every single thing. How did you know the ticket? Uh, you know what? The cop came around to my side, and I was like, okay, you know what? Let me yeah, you that was, know, that was your magic. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. license and registration for girls means... Uh, means take care. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or say you really no. had to pee. I was like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so, so sorry. Really just Would I'm pregnant work? Probably. No, I, <laughs> I have to get to the hospital. Yeah. I, if I shoved a pillow in my chair Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, he, he knew better than that. Yeah. I'm talking about... Hector. Hector. There we go. Hector knew better than that. If you are illegally living somewhere, you don't get deported for something as stupid. I mean, think about all the measures they've had to take for the last however many years to stay where they're living. Right. To hide their identity. And for him to just throw it away like that. For, except for a pie. For a pie. That they didn't even get. Yeah. So now they don't have the pie, and he's deported. <laughs> but I wonder if Grace is going to start living with Gabby and Carlos. I mean, looks like that's what Gabby wants. Yeah, you know, we can talk about that more in predictions, but I don't like the way that Gabby is handling the situation at all. You know, she's kind of putting ideas in Grace's head. Yeah, she is. That's not fair, because right now, Grace's mom is so trusting of Gabby. So trusting. And, like, she doesn't realize that behind her back, Gabby's kind of doing all the scheming. And, of course, if it wasn't for Grace... Gabby and Carlos wouldn't even in a million years be trying to put up the money for these people to stay and giving them a house and finding them a lawyer and all this stuff. It's like... It could be tax deductible. Very true. Charity work. <laughs> Charity work. That is, that is true. And Carlos loves his tax deductible. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. This, this is a tough one because I don't blame her. I don't blame Gabby. She finally found her biological daughter. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not fair because... If, the, if the, the mom of Grace was doing this to Juanita, Gabby would have a little fit. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, so maybe Gabby and Carlos will keep Grace, but what, do you send Juanita back to Mexico? I mean, that's not fair. You know yeah. what I mean? And Gabby's not seeing it from their perspective at all. Gabby is very selfish by nature. Yeah. That's true. And she's 
grown Although a lot. there was a glimpse of her yeah. growing. Yeah, no, um, she's when definitely she was talking grown. to Juanita's biological mother. Yeah. When she was saying, and she was like, you don't want to say goodbye yet, and neither did I. And I felt like that was really sincere. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like that was really yeah, no. manipulative. So I don't I think, think it was manipulative either. So, I mean, there's some growth there. Like, overall, her little side notes to Grace, and being like, well, maybe you could stay here some way. And eat waffles. Eat waffles. Waffle. Yeah. But, I mean. No, I, I agree with you. And I don't think, I don't think consciously Gabby's thinking, ooh, I'm going to get this girl. But I, 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 it's working. The wheels are turning. And, yeah. And, you know, to a six-year-old or eight-year-old, whatever girl, waffles are the biggest deal. Right. World. Yeah. Waffles would make me stay somewhere. I actually seriously consider remembering trying to convince my parents to let, let me live at my dad's house full time when I tasted my stepmom's chocolate chip waffles. Yeah. Everything what, else, I was, like, I was like, this is the best breakfast I've ever had. Maybe I should just live here all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. It sounds funny, but when you think about it, like, this is what my, my mom always tells me. Little kids, little problems. Big yeah. kids, big problems. Yeah, it's true. And when you're little, what you're eating in the morning that's a really big deal. Yeah, I wake is. up every morning and I'm eating every single day. Absolutely. And these waffles are freaking awesome. You know, and that's why it's hard because if if this ever went to court, who gets to keep the girls? Yeah. Can sometimes be up to the kids. Yeah. Which is tough. It's very tough. Uh, but I, I want to move on unless anybody else has to say because I'm excited to talk about our our weekly segment. Oh, the. Oh. Oh, oh, never mind. We're going to go straight to news and gauntlet stuff. That's better. So, this week, Terry Hatcher made her eagerly awaited um, Superman return on Smallville as Lois Lane's mother. She appeared through a series of videotapes that Lois's mother recorded before her death. So, I think this is really interesting because I actually used to watch the old Superman with yeah, Terry Hatcher. Yeah, me You used to watch Smallville? No, when she was on Superman. No, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of yeah. Lois and Lane or whatever. The, when she the, played Lois Lane. So, now she was kind of doing... It's exciting to see the world collide. Exactly. <laughs> that is cool. I like her. I love her. She also spoke out about her filming experience of being a va-va-va-broom employee. <laughs> she said, I've been spending a lot of days in laundry. It's been very vulnerable and funny for me as an actress. Something about my breasts is like method acting. They seem to have just spontaneously gotten bigger. Uh, well, the lucky wardrobe her. people are like, what's going on with you? That is hilarious. That is so funny. I'm so glad she's willing to say this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love her. She's so uh, upfront. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with her spending a lot of days in lingerie, by the way. Absolutely. Maybe we should all great. dress in lingerie more and our boobs, boobs will get her. bigger? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Um, also, Lady Gaga is anything but annoyed with Eva Longoria, who made a parody of Lady Gaga's famous meat dress during her 2010 Europe Music Awards. Very funny. <laughs> are we thinking funny or are we thinking no, rude? I, I, you know what? I'm just funny. glad that Lady Gaga wasn't wasn't annoyed because when when people oh, no, can't she was make, annoyed. No, she was no, no, anything she was but annoyed. Oh, I read when, that wrong. When people can, she was anything but annoyed. When people can laugh at themselves. Way better. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, well, maybe it's also a rumor. I mean, maybe it's half the fact because there were rumors that she was yeah, annoyed. Yeah, I heard rumors that she was annoyed with this. And was but, like, oh, really so, angry. But you I were dressed made of meat. Yeah, you exactly. Make fun of you? I mean, she put herself out there. She annoyed a lot of people by wearing that dress. If you can't take it, you shouldn't put it out there. Exactly. And she won tons of awards that night. Yeah. So, Lady so Gaga, get over you're, it. you're done. Yeah. Get over yourself, girl. Um, well, after the MTV EMAs, Longoria admitted that she had a blast hosting the show, and she wore 13 outfits for the occasion. Mm-hmm. Apart from taking criticism for parroting Lady Gaga's dress, 
She was also criticized for the dress she wore on the red carpet, which was super short. She may be sexy, but does that mean she needs to show, show us her tush? Go for it. I mean, if you got it, flaunt it. Have I you agree. ever heard that before? Yeah. Like, that girl is I mean, there's nothing good. wrong with uh, showing your ass. Show, show yeah. yeah. I was just criticizing. That's why I paused. Yeah, right. We know. You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it a little more PG. Yeah. <laughs> Radio appropriate. Anyway. Uh, Dana, Dana Delaney, who plays Catherine Mayfair, is part of an all-star cast in a religious-themed horror film called Camp Hope. Co-starring alongside Delaney will be Jesse Eisenberg from The Social Network, Connor from Gossip Girl, Will Denton, Bruce Davison, and Caroline London from X-Men. Are we seeing it? I, th- I thought it was a remake film? of, uh, when I heard the name Camp Hope, I thought it was a remake of uh, Heavyweight. Oh, I was thinking Jesus Camp. So maybe the two of them together will make a very interesting film. I'm maybe. thinking confusion. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not told. I'm yeah, not, I'm not, not told. Sounds very on strange. This one right now. We'll maybe we'll see once it Yeah. Out. Well, that's your AfterBuzz TV for um, Desperate Housewives Gossip for the Week. Awesome. Oh. Thank you, Sarah. Maybe I'll just put on a meat dress right now. Yeah. I'm not. I'm still going to laundry. Yeah, meat dress. Laundry. laundry. <laughs> okay, you guys do laundry. I'll do meat dress. We can see who gets more guys. Yeah, sure. Phil, which one would you uh, like? Well, we may do the uh, After Buzz date auction. So, <laughs> so go on likealittle.com and cast your vote. And if you're hungry, the meat dress is the way to go. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> anyway, getting to what I've been waiting to talk about, how sex makes people stupid. Well, after that conversation, I mean. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I was just like that before. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that one. Moving on really quickly. So they say today, boys get stupid from sex, girls get stupid from sex, everybody gets stupid from sex. And I completely agree. And so do I. Completely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I need a little more than that. I mean, I think people's judgments get completely skewed by sex in both negative and positive ways. I, I need a little example here. Are we talking about, like, love or just, like, friends with benefits? or like We're what talking are about everything. I okay. just think... I mean, friends with benefits relationships, from what I've seen, um, do Peter not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's not talking about herself, of course. Her friend Jane or something, you know. Right, of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, a friend of mine. The one friend of friend. Uh-huh. One friend of mine experimented, experimented with that. And it just leads to confusion and yeah. jealousy. On or whose part? Jane's or, or uh the guy. Or, the guy. or Bob. James or Bob. I would actually say Bob's on this one. Yeah, you know, well, you know, I found but... that a lot. Don't you find that with and when it's friends with benefits that there's a double standard? Like, the guys are all excited because they can hook up with other girls. But then you as the girl, when you start hooking up with other guys, they, they get, get all butt hurt. Because you're it's... all sluts. Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? I... Corey, why would you say that from the booth? Was... <laughs> nice try. Hey, Corey, what's going on in there? <laughs> no, you know, I comes up time and time again, this double standard thing. I hate it. I, you know what? If my girlfriend, I don't happen to be somebody who sleeps around frequently, but any any one of my <coughs> girlfriends... Sorry, I just... <laughs> Something in the story. <laughs> anyway, any one of my girlfriends who does more power to you. Yeah. If you are happy, if you're getting laid, and in the morning when you wake up, you're coming downstairs, we're getting breakfast, and you are in a better mood because of it, go for it. I hope you're having sex every day with a different guy for the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't care. If you're my guy friend, same thing. I don't care. Who you sleep with is up to you. 
I may not sleep with somebody you slept with because they might give me something. Right. But other than that, do your thing. Like, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't understand this one. But how it makes people stupid, which is the real point, 100% on the same page, dumb, 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 I mean, dumb. how many times we've all seen it happen, guys and girls, Somebody just starts acting like a fool as soon as they start getting some. Like, or they have a plan. Like, oh, we're just hookup buddies. It never just And it never, buddies. you can never it stick never to the plan because it makes you go plan. crazy. Yeah. Exactly. So, somebody always thinks once you start having sex, you're being exclusive. Right. One of the two always thinks that. Even if you try to have the conversation. Even if you try to say, you know, you know, let's not be exclusive. Somebody decides that it is. Or somebody just like... Stop picking up with other people, and it makes the other one feel guilty. Yeah, right. Or something. And when you ask your friends, oh, are you guys exclusive? And one person says, well, I mean, we're sleeping together, and I wouldn't hook up with anybody else. By the way, that just means one person can get more ass, the other one can't. <laughs> oh, is, is that the translation? I was a little confused. Right. Thanks for clearing that up. Well, we you really know, appreciate that. You know what, though? Everybody always says more often the guy is the one who's getting more ass on the side. A lot more now, I see a lot of my girlfriends who the guy's only sleeping with the girl, or that I know of. Right. And the girl's like, no, I'm, I said we were single. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I would agree. You definitely see that more. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of girlfriends who, you know, they'll tell whoever they're dating, you know, hey, I'm not just dating you. I'm dating multiple people. And, you know, we all know what that actually means, is that you're sleeping with multiple people. Exactly. And I feel like it's becoming more common. I think that's great makes you happy, it makes you happy. But I, I don't know why, but I never see somebody say that and the other person say, oh, good. Oh, great. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it oh, never happened. Perfect. That works well for me because you're sleeping with other people, I'm sleeping with other people, but I like you and you like me, so let's keep doing All right. it. Pure IQ points. How many do you lose? In the, I don't know. Oh, when you I was start having to, yeah, sex? I was, I was trying to make more scientific oh, here. Oh. oh, we're speaking facts now. <laughs> I think... You lose a good 30 points. Like, yeah, I was going to go start, 25. You just start doing stupid things. Like, you just start, like, you know, it, I feel like, you know, all my friends in college, when they start sleeping with somebody new, they stop going to class or they stop, you know, taking care of their responsibilities. Because sex you know, seems way more important. Yeah, it it will take precedence over anything. You know what? It also, it also messes up a lot of friendships. Yeah. Because, because say you start sleeping with somebody, you're, you're bound to be with that person more often than your other friend, because if they're all friends of yours and one of them is giving you something that nobody, <laughs> no one else, no one else can. is giving you, you're obviously going to hang out with them more. Yeah. You know, like right now, one of my, um, the girl who lives above me, we used to every night hang out, go out together, all this stuff, and now she's getting laid all the time and she is with somebody, they're, you know, seemingly exclusive, who knows, and I don't see her And you can't satisfy her? Um, I don't think I want to. (laughs) It's true. There's always problems, though, because girls were, you know, girls tend to be possessive of everyone, and they can be possessive of their girlfriends, too. Mm -hmm. I lost one of my really good girlfriends when I started dating my now boyfriend. She just couldn't take it. She couldn't deal with it. She couldn't deal with it, and that's what happens a lot of times. And you know what? When somebody's like that, there's no saving it. There's no saving it, because... How do you talk somebody out of that? Yeah, because there's usually... an deeper issue going on there, yeah. you know? Say, listen, sweetheart, I have a boyfriend. We, uh, why are you so 
weirdly jealous. Yeah. What's going on with you that you're I so weirdly jealous? I feel like a girl mean girls. Oh my god. I know, me too. I don't, I don't want to be like that anymore. <laughs> no, I, I've got to stop myself right now. Anybody, any other comments to make on how sex can make you very, very stupid? Well, luckily guys are smart to begin with and then... Uh-huh, right. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, because guys are never driven by sex. Right, no, not at all. confused by yeah. sex. No. Or don't want to let go of something because they don't want to lose the sex. Yeah. I mean, none of this ever happens. No, uh-uh. Guys are not at all. self-sufficient, don't need sex at all in their life. They just love saying it all the time. The sex, 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 sex. Overall, putting it in the sentence is way more often than it should. <laughs> okay, any, anyway, moving on to our predictions and, and sex in the predictions. Well, I think that there's usually some sex, at least, that we're, you know, pretty I mean, Bree's, Bree's been consistent with her getting laid. Yeah. They all get laid all the time. It's awesome. Susan doesn't. Yeah. Well, she did. Yeah. I mean, she could if she wanted Mike's to. In, Mike's in Alaska. Well, I was just talking oh, about me. Right. But. <laughs> maybe, maybe go on like a lot and see if we do that. Like a little. Like well, a little. I like a lot. <laughs> Phil and I are creating a new website apparently called Like a Lot. I, I, it was only at three schools when I checked a week ago, and now it's in, I think, 20 states. Wow. I'm not kidding. This is a growing website. It's going to be huge. We've just given the new them a form of prostitution? Plug. Yeah. I don't think so. I highly think so. Anyway. <laughs> Back to predictions of anyway, desperate. Okay, and even Paul's getting laid at this point. Yeah, so great. Okay, what what are we gonna say? What what do we think we're gonna see next week? We didn't see the. There were no previews, right? No, there were no previews, so we have no idea. But you know what? It's, I don't think it's next week because why would they have done the Thanksgiving episode this week? Yeah, I don't think there's True. an episode next week. But don't you think they should have given us? I oh, mean, the reason. Yeah, I just want. forgot. Yeah. That's why we don't have any predictions. Cause there were no, they didn't give us anything. I know, but we, we still, there are a couple of things we have to talk about, like what's going to go on between Beth and Paul and the whole situation there. Yeah. You know, predictions can be a little more than two weeks away. I know it's really hard to All right, so what do we got? This is where my plot line in my mind is going. Okay. She's going to, like, try and abandon her mother for a little bit, yada, 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 fall in love with Paul a little bit more. And then he's going to flip a switch at some point, and she's going to see him yell at someone, whether it be Susan or something, or he's going to do something I think that's going to make her question it again and mm-hmm. be going running back to mama. I totally agree I think either you. that or he's going to just straight admit it, that he killed her. Oh, yeah, After maybe they'll get, get close so close. Enough. Yeah, so close. And then she's like, oh, my God, I'm living with this cold-blooded killer that my mom is telling me about. Terrifying. But the worst thing she could do would be go back to mom. Because her mom's a freaking nut job. I don't yeah. care whether... She needs to go out on her own. Yeah. She needs to get her own life. Uh, yeah. No matter what, regardless of Paul, completely putting him out of the picture, Felicity, or no, no Felicia, Felicia, <laughs> Felicia's nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Crazy out of her mind. Crazy. And you know what? Beth doesn't seem nuts to me. Yeah. I, was, it, I thought she was nuts at first, but maybe it was just because she was getting out of Felicia's home. I right. mean, anybody would be nuts if they had lived with a crazy person like that for so many years. Well, I don't think Beth knows who Beth is. Right. I think she's one of those type of people who just gets things thrown at her and is forced into all this stuff. So maybe if she had right. a life of her own, she would be crazy, but right now she's doing everyone else's bidding uh-huh. and following orders exactly. and all this stuff that she has no room to do anything by herself. Like yeah. If, if you ask Beth, Beth, who are you? She'd say, oh, I'm the daughter of Felicia and, and the wife Paul's of wife. Paul. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's great. All right, what, what do we think is going to happen? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. No more, no more predictions. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's the win. main storyline of Desperate. I know. Everything I know. else is fun. I know. <sighs> I, 
My prediction is I want more blah blah blah, bro. Yeah, I don't. My prediction is. My prediction is every guy in the world is going to start watching the show because of you, though. Absolutely. I hope they do. My prediction is a lot of guys are Googling Baba Ba Ba Broom right now. <laughs> My prediction Kevin is Kevin Undergaro and Bill Gita, like engineer Corey <laughs> Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. And visit likealot.com. <laughs> like a little, like a little.